Praise God. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Whatever that joy is, it must be a good thing. Lord, we thank you tonight. This is your night for us to bless you and enjoy you. You are wonderful, awesome in this place. We plan to enjoy you, for you're the bread of life in this church. We're feasting on the Lord, drinking from your cup, that we might never be thirsty again. Bless the service, Lord. Help me to articulate what you have put in my heart for this service. I believe in Jesus. Glory to God. Clap your hands to the Lord. Put your Bible down. Amen. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men, all men unto him. We be seated. I was just thinking tonight before church how Jesus Christ, he was alive on earth. He'd be 2,000 years old. He'd be 2,014 years old. But he's older than that. He's the ancient of days. Neither beginning of days nor ending of days. I can tell you when he was begotten 2,000 years ago. But as to his existence, he has no beginning. And he has no ending. Knows no other beside himself. Has no limitation. Amen. Have no competition. Things come and go. Claim come and they fall apart, but Jesus remain immutable, unchanging, always everlasting. Give him a hand clap, high sounding praise. My title tonight is very simple. It is a pat on the back. A pat on the back. What on earth could that possibly mean? A pat on the back. Well, it's very implicit in Matthew twenty-five, twenty-one. That's exactly what the Lord was doing to his servant. Giving him a pat on his back. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I can just imagine the the drama. As the Lord's servant came and says, Look what I did. Look what I thought. Look what I wrought. And the master stretched toward his hand and just went, Bang, well done. Thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou in the joy of the Lord. A pat on the back. A lot of folks long for it. But I was thinking as I was coming back home, I saw two young, handsome-looking men. I'm sure they're at least 21, 
22, no older than that. And their army fatigue, and everybody who came on the plane just about looked at them, and they said, thank you for your service. The young boys don't know them. Look at them, kind of strange. And they all, thank you for your service. And they marched by and went to their seat. When God said, I'm an ex-Marine, thank you for your service. When God said, I was in the whatever part of the armor system, thank you for your service. And I was just thinking that these young men, what a sad commentary. They're going to give their life for the politics of their country, which looks like chivalry and bravery to the natural eye. But so many come back disappointed. Most time their countries don't expect them to come back alive. They sacrifice their lives for things they know nothing about. And But they were giving high honor as if they were throwing incense on them, knowing that they're going to give the ultimate sacrifice their life. Those boys, when they go to war, they're not expected to return. They know they're going to die. And the people who enjoy the freedom that they die for anticipate the person of their death. And says, hey, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. And I noticed on the, on the plane that priority seating was given to them. They're saying to them, I really appreciate you offering up your life, yourself, for the service and defense of your country. Come on, guys, sit first class. And they sit in first class, guaranteed every time, up front, and they get priority entry. They get priority seating, and they get priority entry. What it really was, it was a pat on the back. Thank you for making that wonderful gesture of offering yourself to think of giving yourself in service and the labor of love. And so they say, come on, boys, thank you. And I thought to myself, but you know, the church is also an army. The church is an army that have many heroes that the world don't know and we have priority of seating also we're going to sit down beside Jesus on the right hand and the left hand and just like they are we're worthy of appreciation recognition was in order and the first place of entry into the blessings they were given that. And they were highly favored because the uniform that they had on represent a decision they made that is really sacrificial. And was like a pat on the back. Thank you for your service. And I watched them march by. They go sit in their seats. And they're saying, look, guys, I like what you're, what you're doing. I like how you give your life, your youthful life. And some of those guys, they go there. If they come back, all dismembered, you know, mentally defeated, and they have all kind of uh, problems in their lives when they come back. And all they got was just a pat on the back. But it also crossed my mind when the kings of the, of the earth and the rich man dies, instantly they become poor. 
Instantly they become poor. When the queen of England died, instantly she's a slave. She's in darkness. She don't have her servants. Rolls Royce is not there to meet her and greet her. Her crown doesn't follow her. They don't sing, God save the queen to her, or save the king to her. It's just instant poverty when they die. Rich men die and they go to instant poverty and isolation. But when a child of God leaves this earth, instant multi-billionaires. <laughs> Just instant turn of events. And I remind of Lazarus from absolute abject poverty to instant comfort and riches in the bosom of Abraham. And the rich man who lived sumptuously, suddenly he was in a state of beggar. He was begging, praying. The table just turned. Amen. The world pat them on the back, and God pat us on our backs. I was thinking tonight, I want to be a hero for God. I want to be a hero for God. I love my country, but I love the kingdom of God better. I have a country that's not made with man's hand. Now I was thinking of the fact that I can be a hero, and the question is, is there a hero's gene? Is there such a thing? And why are some people involved in lifelong Heroism. Well, then, that's how I have it. As far as Christianity is concerned, there is a royal seed and a royal blood that run through our vein. Shocking to tell you tonight, the Lord let me know that just like David was a converter of people that he found that were in debt, I like the way my wife told me the other day. She said, you know why uh, they were in debt and distressed and discouraged? Saul broke their hearts. And when David came, he was a repair of breaches. But God says, you know what? I want my word to take people that were in debt, amen, and distress and discontent, and change their life. God can do that. God can take our debt situation and start giving us dividends. What's a dividend? That's somebody paying into you. What's a debt? Me paying out of somebody. You know, God can do those wonderful things. But He does those things for His heroes. Amen. God can take our discontent and put us in a place of divinely dwelling place where there is absolute joy of the Lord. God can take our distress and bring deliverance in our lives. God can take our discouragement and give us daily victories. I have learned by experience that nothing is too hard for God to do for His Heroes. 
But what are the traits of a hero, of becoming a hero? Number one, a hero can be defined, this is tonight, somebody who is prepared to sacrifice. Number one. Number two, they're strong in commitment. Number three, they have unusual conscientiousness. A hero, God's hero. And they will give comfort and wealth for the benefit of others in the kingdom. An unusual bunch. God's heroes are willing to learn from others' success and failures in the scripture as well as in natural living today. God's heroes are people that remain strong when life becomes even a challenge to them. God's heroes. God's heroes are bold in their action. They're not timid. These are special people. David had a whole bunch of them. Adino, Shama, Dodo. That's not how they started out, but that's what they become. They were on the potter's wheel. They were shaped. They were bold to take action when they need to. They would defend their ground. Amen. They network in fellowship to gain success. But it was not unusual to find standing alone to roll up victory for God. God's heroes encourage others to join in the effort of the win-win situation. God's heroes are not losers. They're winners. Amen. God's heroes put others' need before their own. And that's why they're a hero, because the devil can't use egotistical on them and destroy them. Think about it. God's heroes are people that are ready to serve. An unusual trait. Ready to serve. Ready to give. You see, heroism is a choice. Not everybody wants to be a hero. Anybody can be a coward. I mean, that guy with the one talent, he chose to be a coward and fear, fear the master and Step back and let the master intimidate him to the point where he did nothing for God and bury what he could have done for God. But heroes tend to be concerned with the well-being of others. You know, when you see somebody who's selfish, they'll never be a hero. But God heroes, amen, deal with interdependence, not just independence. Because heroism is dealing with not you saving yourself, but saving others. Think about it. And that's the very basis of Christianity. Christianity is reaching out. That's why a bunch of people don't like Christianity. But they're able to see things from the perspective of others. These are God's heroes. They're ready to walk a mile in the other man's shoes. That's amazing. Amen. They'll walk a mile in other people's shoes. Amen. They're also competent. Amen. And Confident. Confident. These are God's heroes. And they can handle challenge to achieve success no matter how much odds are against them. They're going to persevere. Amen. They have an above average coping skills to manage stress and distress. Amen. God's heroes 
have a strong moral compass. God's heroes will protect their values and die for it like Job would. A man and a woman of integrity. That's why they call women of worth. Men of integrity. They're different. God's heroes are persistent in the face of adverse fear. God's heroes always work on their goals even when they're faced with setbacks. They don't abandon their mission. They will continue. That's the kind of people the top church is supposed to become. God will never be happy with this church being the tail. God expect this church to be the head. God will never be happy with us if we're borrowers. God wants to become lenders. It's the will of God that we always have abundance to give, expecting nothing in return. That's what makes us heroic in the eyes of God. Amen. God's people are alive and remain in the faith. They are the what's left God work on. God's heroes always put a positive spin on negative events. Oh, hallelujah. God's heroes always focus on the good and ignore the bad. Amen. In spite of the negatives, they always stay with a positive mental attitude. Hallelujah. These are the people that God bring in the top church. Amen. God's heroes are tough people. Amen. They've got identification qualities that separate from other religious groups, even in their own organization. God's people are known for bravery. They just won't quit. <laughs> God's heroes are confident people. They have a positive mental attitude all the time. God's people are driven by determination. For them, there is no limit. Amen. They may be short, looking like a midget, but they got a giant spirit inside of them. God's heroes are people that are dedicated, meaning they're committed. They are committed. Amen. They don't take the role of the chicken to give eggs. They give bacon. Total commitment. Amen. Hallelujah. When they give their breakfast, total commitment. God's people are known for perseverance. They just hang in there. When the things get rough, they still hang on. They turn up. They just hang right in there. They're committed. God's heroes are people of mighty valor. They're valiant, driven by purpose. God's people are selfless, full of servitude. Amen. They know that servitude is the way to altitude. God's people are sacrificial. 
They will not draw back from the plow. Once they're hanging a grip on it, they're like shammah, their hand fastened to the sword, and they will not let go. God's people are courageous. They're heroes. They suffer long. They put up with all kinds of inconveniences for the kingdom's sake. God's people are success-driven. Yes, they will not settle for less but the best. God's people are tough. They're freedom fighters. You don't find them in bondage. No, they won't stay entangled with the yoke. No, God's people always prosper because in them is a seed of greatness. That's the kind of church God wants this to be. A heroic church. A church that rolls sleeve up and get the job done. That's the kind of church God looks for. That's the kind of people that God empowers. He anoints and appoints and says, I know my people. God bragged on Job. He said, that's the wrong guy you got, Satan. He's a hero. You can't break him. He's not going to budge. Take it all. He'll still stand tall. Let's worship God. God said, Pastor Neil, you preach and I'll take him out of debt. You preach and I'll take him out of discontentment. You preach and I'll take him out of distress. You preach and I bring out discouragement. God said, I got the answer. Just if they can love and remain. It will happen. It will happen. Praise God. God's heroes. Amen. On their knees are taller than trees. God's heroes. Amen. They believe in positive outcome. Amen. They believe in win and succeed and excel. They are excelsior. God's heroes influence others to come to the top with them. Hallelujah. We will never settle for second place. We will never be third place. God's people that are heroic are charismatic. When I say charismatic, I mean they got a, a wonderful disposition. They're jovial. They're happy. Not seen on the <laughs> affected disorder and sad looking face. No. They're happy people. God's people are affectionate. Full of love. Charity. Amen. They're charming people. They're careful about how they handle delicate feelings of others. God's people are heroic. They love their brother. They love strangers. Tolerate differences. Hallelujah. God's people are heroic. And God says, you deserve a pat on the back when I see my heroes. He said, have you considered Job? What a bragging rights God had. Hallelujah. I want to know God can brag on me. I want to know God think I'm a hero. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, heroes in God's church doesn't mean those who are fallen in battle. Heroes mean those who stand when others are falling. We're standing after do all. Stand! We're not backing up. There's no reverse gear in my car. You folks have heard me. R don't mean reverse. R mean race. I said, R mean race, not reverse race. Top speed. 
Oh, clap hands tonight. Come on. David, mighty men. I love them. God love heroes. I said, God love heroes. Hebrews chapter 11 speaks of them. A book full of long list of heroes. Amen. God does not forget labor of love. God does not forget work done in the interest of His name and the kingdom. Amen. God loves people that wage war against the devil. Praise God. They do it without compensation promises. Yet they fight with all their might. God's people, amen, does not wait for a ways to be appreciated. They appreciate their God. And they'll stand for their God. God knew Abraham was that kind of man. And God bragged on Abraham. Amen. Can God brag on you tonight? I want to be a hero that God may pat me on the back and say, well done. You're a good servant. God said, you're good, you're a servant, and you're faithful. When God said, you're good, honey, but you're, you're real good. Because God speaks of things which are. Heroes for 2014 coming. This church must become that kind of hero. Where we're preparing for greatness. We have got to prepare right now for greatness. We have got to be ready to make things happen. Don't wait for it to happen. Make it happen. Anybody here feel that way? I want to happen. That's the law of greatness. We know that there's no quick fix. We know if we're going to be great, we've got to be purpose driven. We know if we're going to be great, we've got to have hard work. Amen. We know if we're going to be great for God, we've got to use all the full potential, pull all the stop, and go with all your might, with all your strength, with all your your capacity. Give it all to Jesus. Praise God. We know when we combine progress with perfection, we're using opportunity wisely for God. I want to be God's hero. I want to feel that pat on my back. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. God only say those things to heroes. There's no room for second place. Top or nothing. That's why the name Top Church. Top of the pick. Praise God. When God looked down from heaven, He should say, There goes my hero. There goes my heroine. Oh, hallelujah. When the saints go marching in, I'm going to be there. I promise you, heroes are people <coughs> who are self-starters. They believe that they can success no matter where they are. Amen. This church can become greater than last year. All we need tonight is a bunch of dreamers. Paul said to Jesus, Are you a king? He said, Yes, I am. And they said, Crucify him. He said, No, there's nothing wrong with this guy. He's just, he's just a dreamer. <laughs> How to be a dreamer than a schemer. Amen. We can if we can vision it. 
It's time to see things and embrace them. You can embrace them. The man just preached for a while ago. He's 39 years old. And he said, I, I want to be in the church for God because I'm in this country that needs the methods. And he had a dream. Somebody honed him an envelope. And told him, this envelope here, I mean, there's something in there for you. A land where you can build your church. Didn't know who this man was at the desk. But sometime later, he went to the government, bold and brave, innovative, full of initiative. And said, I like to build a church. I need some land. Hallelujah. And they received the message. And when they called him back, they had him an envelope. In the envelope, you know what he found in there? Permission to build a church on a land in good times was worth seven million dollars. In bad times, three million dollars. You know how much he paid for it? A hundred dollars. In the dream, you know what he saw? He saw the land up on a high hill on the, off the main and he could see the airport. Planes flying in, flying in. When he went to the land, to claim what they gave him and look I'm telling you a friend he was looking across to see the air, airlines across the road can you imagine that God said this is a dream dreams and see vision God is not limited to pocketbook he's waiting on your outlook can you imagine God giving that prime land for a hundred dollars and now since that happened, the things have changed the governments in this old system. God knows the opportune time will slip me and you right into opportunity. we got to prepare for everything that God has in store for this church and this city. Praise God. I believe God set us up for success. I believe God set us up to prosper. For we are His heroes. Praise God. And God wants heroic action. Praise God. Kemp said, give me that mountain. He goes, we'll have it. And he took it. Praise God. And so heroic act is when success meets opportunity. Amen. In 2015 when he comes, we're going to look at 2014 and said, did we miss an opportunity or did we embrace it? Let's lift our hands right now and worship God. I believe today is the day for heroic action. I've learned by experience what I think, what I see, what I feel, is what I can embrace. Hello. Hallelujah. I believe we can. So let's prepare for greatness. I saw a lady, you know, while we're driving, I saw a lady and her little boy. Side of the table, and she's working with them on the schoolwork. I caught my I said, honey, look at this. Look at this. I said, there's a mother preparing her son for greatness. She didn't leave it in the hand of the teachers. She wanted her son to know, you can. 
I walked up to him and said, Boy, you're going to be a lawyer and control this country. And she looked at me and she believed it. He does. He said, What's a lawyer, Mama? You don't have to understand before God give it to you. Just believe the report. 2014, we got to prepare for greatness. Hallelujah. You know, David wants to build for God a temple that never existed. The word never even entered the mind of Israel. The only people with temple were pagans. And David said, my God should have a temple too. I'll build you one God. And God said, David, oh, that's awesome. I didn't even think of it myself. God said that. And nobody else in Israel thought about it, but you did. And God said, that's awesome, David. Now, David, from now on, you're going to reign forever and forever. You see, when you think God into your greatness, He put you in His heavenly greatness too. God will be to you as you are to Him. You think God's small, God see you as small. You think God is big, God see you as big. You think God is able, God think you're capable also. Whatever you want Him to be, that's what He'll be to you. That's what the song says. If you know Him as a healer, He'll heal you. Amen. If you're afraid of Him, He'll always be a terror to you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. But prepare for greatness mean that you must have greater purpose for next year than you have for this year. It's time to have greater purpose. Now, I've got to see bigger and bigger and greater. If God can give a man a land that's worth $7 million for $100, God can give you anything you want. You see, you folks, the problem with you folks is you've got no Elizabeth in your life. I've got many Elizabeth in my life. I just add another Elizabeth to my life. So to me, I don't think nothing is unachievable to me. I believe all things are reachable to me. Now I'm going to blow you away. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get you all mad at me. You're going to be so angry at me. That's your, that's your problem. Let me, let me brag on you. I have bragging rights. I stay nine days in a fancy hotel and pay a dime. The manager says, let him stay there free. <laughs> Woo! And then, then to top it off, they said, okay, we're going to say this somewhere different now, somewhere even better yet. And they take me somewhere where it says, from from morn to night, you can stay there for all day, eat all you want. There's nine restaurants there. You don't have to buy, pay for anything there. You can, you can swim anywhere you want. You can be in the waterfall anywhere you want. You can lay anywhere you want. It's all free. That's all myself. That is awesome. And then, and then I think about it. I flew all the way back and forth free first class. Honestly. Now, don't get mad at me because you can't stop me. You can't, you can't grudge me out of my blessing. That's your problem. I'm, I got a God that does no limitation. I, I won't tell you. My wife dipped her feet in the salt water. I said, I don't need to. I just don't want to look at it. Hey, I, I got a right to brag. It's your problem you don't want to brag. Oh, tell you, my God is not limited to my pocketbook. I, I didn't beg for the hotel. They gave me this, this, this resort nine days free. Nine days free. With gardens around everywhere. 
Hallelujah. They ain't even having if I wanted to. And preaching at night. Preaching at night on a slave back all day. Why are you poor kids just freeze back here? But I said to my wife, those guys who are there, they're rich and they can afford it. I can't. But I'm here as if I'm rich. God stick you among the rich. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ died. He was among the rich and the poor. God takes from the poor and stays among the rich. God take you, amen, from low estate and stick you in high places. Yeah, that's where God operates. God take you from earth to places, you earthlings, and put into heavenly places. I'm going to tell you, my friend, God baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire, make you talk in tongues of men and angels, my friend, because God loves you so much, and you need to believe it, that God sees you as a hero. And God bless his hero and pin medals on you and say, good job. You can't outperform God. You can't outgive God. Hallelujah. Amen. God give his best to his people. Amen. It's time to have greater potential because there's open doors to us. Now, I, I, I didn't make them to do all those things. They chose to do those things. They chose to do those things. I didn't make them one bit. The fool said, come on. You're going to spend all, all day at this place. Okay, where's this? I said, eat all you want. So what do you mean by that? I said, you got nine places you can eat sushi on all different styles. You can eat in all different ways. Well, I went as far as two and I couldn't go any further. <laughs> And I was thinking too. But I wanted to eat the rest and I couldn't do it. I was just too heavy down. I felt like a big old fat pig I stayed back there in the hammock and sleep. I couldn't move. Drink all you wanted. All the booze you wanted. Go ahead, damn it. I don't want your booze. <laughs> I don't want this booze. No, keep your booze to yourself. All the, I got some, some, some local coffee guys. No, no, no. Come here. There's all kind of coffee. To me. All called brand. I said, I want Peter Clyde. I said, how do you want it? I said, virgin. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, the devil's always everywhere. But church, God told me to tell you that I must preach you out of your debt. God said, I want to go tell them that are discontent. I'm going to preach you out of it. I'm going to preach in your distress. I'm going to preach in discouragement. God said, change is coming. Can you receive it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, church, God wants you to stand on His Word. On His Word. Hello. It's time for greater possibilities. Greater power, greater perspective, greater passion, greater victory. I'll tell you, by the time you leave this earth, honey, I mean, heaven gonna look pretty small when you get there. You say, How can that be? You got heaven on earth? You know, God said you should pray this way, and most of you guys don't do it. Thy will be done in earth as in heaven. You know what you're saying? 
give me a mansion down here as I have in heaven. You see, you misinterpret that prayer. But God wants you to be blessed on earth like they're blessed in heaven. God wants you to be free from cares like they are in heaven. God said, you shall have your heaven on earth. And when you get to heaven, you say, been there, done that. Uh, come on, somebody. And then God says, all right, let's go to the fourth heavens. The, the fifth heaven. And the heavens of heavens. Hey, God is awesome, God. Amen. God wants us to believe on Him as the Scripture says. I was thinking about Israel. You know, God says, Israel, I taught you how to what? To prosper. You know, I saw land that's so fertile, and the people said, well, nothing can grow here. They said, nothing can grow here. And that's why God let me go to this other place. They said, they said, nothing can grow here. It's not fertile enough. And church... Everybody talked that way in the island. Everybody says, nothing can grow here. It's just, it's all sulfur. And then, this is the most beautiful place I've ever been in all my life. Now, I've seen Botanical Garden before in B.C. I've seen one there. And I've seen one before in Jamaica called Hope Garden. Well, this one excelled them all. It's just breathtaking. Boy, it's, what's, it's a strange... When I come out that gate and step outside, I see rubble and rust, all kind of stuff. The difference is preparation. One accepts things as they are, and the other makes things as they ought to be. This church can accept weakness if it wants to, or we can profess that we possess. Because if I said, doubtless, he shall return rejoicing. He said, you got to plant. you got to plant. you got to plant. Like when I first came, I said, God, I ain't working shift. I'm not working shift. It's not going to happen. I said, I serve you. They don't. And I want what that guy has over there. And you're going to let me have it. Because I serve you. Well, I'm going to tell you, friend, not one time you got to let me down. Hello? Hello? You see, some folks just don't know Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ, when you come to Him with expectancy for greatness from Him. He says, he says I am the Almighty. Now, I don't know what you think when you say that. You, you see, well, creation, da, 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 da. And you know, God never make one, two flowers the same way. There are no two fruit that look the same way. There's no two flowers that have the same cutting and shapes. That means no matter how blessed God bless me, He can bless you differently. He never runs out of idea. His hand is not shortened that He can't put a fast one on you. Oh, come on now. Oh my God. What's wrong with you guys? I'm telling you, God wanted you to come with seven great expectancy. I'll, number one, I expect God to be great. Number two, preparation for greatness. You want God to work a miracle? Prepare for Him to do it. Hello? You want God, amen, to give you the mind of Christ? You know what the mind of Christ means? Think big. Lord, Thy will be done in my house as in your house. 
in my life as His life. Well, I said, God's Almighty, so we're going to do that. Hello? You see, I'm ready to serve. And every time God exposed me, He showed me, you ain't seen me yet, boy. Boy, you ain't seen me yet. I can blow your mind. And every time I thought, well, it can't get no bigger, it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But number one, expectancy is important in greatness. Preparation is important for greatness. The mindset has to do with greatness. Amen. Ready to serve is important. Amen. And you've got to be believing that what you sow, you're going to reap. Hey, if you're unbelief, Paul says, you don't make God ineffective. You don't just get nothing from God. That's all there is to it. Hello? Let's worship God. Come on, folks. Now, somebody in this church has been praying and said, God, I don't know how you think about me. And I don't know how you feel about what I'm doing. And God said, now, I want you to answer that prayer. I'm going to answer it tonight. God says, this is the answer to some question. They're saying, God, are you pleased with me? And God is saying in response, I do not forget service that are given as labor of love. Okay, church. A lot of folks may forget you, but it's impossible for God to forget you. At no time does God have amnesia about you and me. Hello? Hello? You know, you never, my friend was telling me how he was invited to this meeting for the first time in his life. Never been to this place. And he said, I don't want to go, but he says, I got to go. I feel I was invited to go, and I better go. And when he got there, that's how we met. And when we met, that's when we come together. And from that, a prayer was answered. You see, the steps of a good saint are ordered by God. God don't miss a mark. God don't, you see, God won't, that's it, I want to put you in priority seating. That means set you up for a blessing. I want you to know that you are worthy of appreciation. God wants you to know that everything we do for Him is recognized in heaven, in divine order. And God said, I put my people in first place, entry to blessing." And I say you don't believe that. I know you don't believe that. It's all right. That's your problem. You never sit where I sit and drive where I drive. But I, I tell you, I'm enjoying it all. I've driven in car I, I couldn't even afford. I've driven all kind of car. One place I was in, I, I went to preach. And when I drove in, the guy said, man, the senators are here. I'm no senator. <laughs> what does God make people see? Your king's kid? One guy said, you're a preacher. I mean, they're pointing out. Maybe they got demonic spirit. I don't know, but they got some kind of spirit. 
They figure out who we are. It's true. They point you out. Amen. God said you're highly favored. How many of you can believe tonight that God said you're in prior to seating? That you're sitting in a worthy place of appreciation from heaven. How many believe that tonight God said you got recognition in heaven? How many can believe tonight that God is saying that you are in the first place entry of blessing? Amen. In other words, I'm not an accident. I'm here by divine purpose. God set me up for blessing. God set me up for prosperity. God set me up for good deeds. God set me up where He can anoint us. I believe that tonight. I, I can feel a hand on my back. Bang. Pat on the back. What's going on? God said, well done. Well done. You see, God is saying to tell the church tonight, maybe it's the one person, I don't know who they are. You're worthy to wear the badge of honor. Sometimes I wonder what God thinks. Now, my friend, God talked to him different from he talked to me. I don't get the kind of vision that they get. You know, but I, I feel impression. No, I wish I could see some stuff, but I don't see anything. I guess I'd brag too much. So God don't let me see them, but I feel them. I mean, I see it, I feel it. I feel the touch of angels' wings. I know I'm in a awesome place. I know I've got a blessing. Amen. You know, I sit beside people who pay for what they have, and I didn't. And I know... You know, their upper crust will elevate by their own dough. I don't have dough nor crust. <laughs> I'm just there. <laughs> I'm just there by divine placement. And hallelujah. The devil don't like you, but he can't do a thing about it. Because God set you up for good times. You see, you don't have to wait to get to heaven to be blessed. Blessings start now. It's starting now. Brother Bean, do you believe that? You believe that? Amen. You want a long life? You want 15 more years in your life? You can have it tonight. Let's say, I want to live 15 more years. I want to six more. That's not long enough. 15, something to me. But, you know, God says, I see dedicated service. I was thinking, David didn't even build the thing. He just thought of the thing, and God blessed him. You see, God says, you have been accounted worthy to walk with the king of kings. That's prestigious. He walks with me, and he talks with me. In the morning when you wake up, a song came in your heart. What happened when the choir came out? And you join the choir, start singing with the choir. Some old time song we don't sing in church, but all of a sudden God put it in your heart. God go back in the archive and bring a song out, and us you don't sing it and him. Uh, oh come on now! Come on, somebody! It happened to me all the time. Every morning a song comes up. Amen. Why? Because the choir is out. Worthy to sit with him in honor. You know you are singing. A, in a place of honor right now. You're in a place of prestige. You're worthy to reign with Him. That's recognition. So God said, I bring here for prestige, for honor, and recognition. 
I got a clip I'm going to show you. I was with some politicians. Boy, I mean, they're giving titles that I don't deserve. Don't make me any wiser. God want to flatter you? Then flatter me, man. I love it. I love being flattered by God. Huh? Sometimes angels got word to say, God, what, 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 what's, what's man? They're so mindful of these people here. I know who they are. God said, be quiet. These are mine. Come on, somebody. Do I look like jewels to you? What's this, a black jewel? Black diamond? You're my jewel. <laughs> Hello? Worthy to sit with him. That's honor. You're worthy to reign with him. That's recognition. You earn his praise. All right? In this kingdom, which is the church, God recognizes your contribution. You may not think so, but God thinks so. God lowered so low to a cup of water. He says, I see that. God recognized the quality effort we show. God recognized the sacrifice of service. God knows that in my heart, if I had all the means, I'd do a whole lot more. He knows that. God knows what, and, you know, and God magnifies it. God magnifies it because God bless intent. Not necessarily performance, but intent. Let's worship Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, friend, I'm not, I, don't, I don't brag foolishly here, but I want to tell you, everybody don't have it like we have it. Many of your equals don't have been where you've been. And touch what you've touched. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Like Mordecai, you've got recruit blessing coming. Your time for glorification has come. Time to recognize you has come. The time for promotion has arrived. It's reward time. You see, there come a time when God says, this is your hour. Now, I know you guys can't believe it, but I can believe it. You see, I've, I've experienced too much now to doubt Him now. I have been there, done that, tasted that. It's good. He said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now we get some experience of how good God is. Amen. Like David, it was in his heart to build the temple and to bring the ark home. But God says, look, man, David, you didn't have to do it. And you tried to big me up. Now I'm going to upgrade you up, David. And made you king forever. Amen. And so, he wants to beautify God's kingdom. He wants to beautify the temple. He wants to do all these great things. And God said, David, you'll be king forever. Now, church, do you know that? The temple no longer exists. But David's blessing outlived it. Let's worship God. Now, most of the guys of mine know, they think different from me. They're stingy, they're mean, they're tight. They're tight. But the more you give, God gives back. Why those folks give me nine nights free? Because I won't sell God things. I give it free. And God pays you back. Because He owes nobody any favor. He always catches up. You give God one strike, you give it ten strikes of blessings. That's how God does. Praise God. He says, I will rebuke your devourer. 
I will not be lamb chop for the devil. God said, I'll stop him. I like that. I said, I said, stop him. Praise God. Amen. Amen. If this will help you, friend, if I could go by law 649, I'm going to stick with this. God said, go ahead. Do what's in your heart. You're a proven Christ. I am with you. I love that. Lord, I am with you always. I want to play the accordance for God. I said, God, you got to help me, God. The church needs it real bad. Help me, and God, let me play the right tunes. God, I want to play the piano real bad. Let me get those notes of church to get re- Hey, he's obligated to help me. I'm praying for ability to help him. And God will. You said, God, I need a million dollars to buy a new car. God said, no. But God, I want to buy a, a, a Pope mobile. Yes, God said, yes. I'm going to buy for God's purpose. I'm going to pick up people. That's what makes it up now. I'm going to buy a car, God, to pick up people from the church. Don't you frown on the idea of bringing people. The more you bring to... You got a car you've paid off for? I'm going to make a purpose right now. In 12 months, you will pay off your car if you start filling with people that need to come to church. In 12 months, mark it down your calendar. Pick up your collar right now and right now what I just said. Fill your car up with people and watch God pay off in 12 months. Come on, church. Get your day timer out and don't complain. Let them come on in there. Don't worry about the mud because God's going to give you a blessing more better than the mud you got in your car. So you guys don't believe it. Amen. Amen. Priority seating. You were sitting with 24 elders. Priority entrance. You're first in the rapture. God's going to say thanks for your service. Recognition awaits you and me. God appreciate what we've done for Him in our day. Praise God. I like this to the unknown soldier. Our church is full of unknown soldiers. It's time to lay reed at the feet of sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so for what you've done for Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, you pick up that mop, drop mop, that floor, my friend. I'm telling you, I was in one church. I watched these army men. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Men, there were all men in that church. They pick up the mop and they start mopping the feet right still. They're a mopping that shirt. I said, my God, the army's still in them. Their boots are shine as a looking glass, and their hair is as cut as could ever be. That's a city full of barbers. Hello? Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. Thank you for enlisting. You don't dodge God. Amen. God said you've endured hardness as a soldier. I'm going to bless you for that. God, I want to bless you for caring naturally for my kingdom. Church, you better hear me tonight because this is where your blessing lies. God makes things happen for people that worship Him. Worthy to wear the victor's crown. Don't envy people's blessing until you know what they did for God to do what He's doing. Does God lie? I will open the windows of heaven. Why is it shut on you? Come on, find out why. Read Haggai chapter 1. You know why it's closed on you. Amen. Put on the winner's crown. Amen. Sit in the uppermost seat. 
enter the Hall of Fame, receive the badge of honor to wear it, enroll in the well-done group. God said, I'll do this for people. See, this don't bother me because it takes this to remind me what God promised me. Let's worship God. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, you are blessed that I preach this to you. Nine out of ten preachers don't even talk this way. I don't think you heard me. I promise you, they don't talk this way. Hello? But you see, you get what I preach. And I want you caught it. You should read it right now. Take your notes and leave here and say, God, this is mine. I'm going to receive it. Let's worship God. Before I close, Paul had a hall of fame. Romans 16. David had a hall of fame. Second Samuel, mighty men there. Moses had a hall of fame. You know what these men were? These were men through their preaching. They produced those people. You are blessed to hear this preaching. That's what distinguishes you from your other fellow saints elsewhere. Labor of love, service of valor, a sense of duty. God says it's time to pass the reviewing stand. And God give you a pat on the back. Can you worship Him in recognition that God's promoting you in rank? Why does God promote people on the job? When I first came here, God promoted me on the job without even effort. People didn't like it, but they didn't know that I was joined here with Jesus. I was elevated in status and seated in position. They didn't understand why, but God was opening the door. God was pulling the rug for me. God was pulling deals for me. God was pulling the heart of supervisors to recognize me. God was pulling the kings and the bosses' mind to promote us. God was in on the act. And before I leave tonight, I'm going to shock you tonight. There are four groups of people in the heroic lineup of God's kingdom. Now, folks, let me tell you the four types of people that are in a prospective church that survive the blessing of the Lord. You want to hear it now? Number one. called achievers. They're achievers and success driven. This kind of person thrives on opportunity to shine. To have success. It's their ego and it's good. Because it gives them a kind of a leadership quality that others can't deal with, but they have it. The next group is a group of people, I call them recognitionists. They, they need to be recognized for the contribution that they're making to the system. They seek and thrive on 
wanting validation and praise that what they're doing is useful. The third group is this group called the a drive and a need for affiliation. These individuals, they want to get involved. They uh, push the door down to get in on what's going on. They want to be a part of the team member. And as a team member, they want to make sure they know what's going on. You leave them out and they want to know they're upset. They got to find out what's going on. They got to know everything that's going on. Or they'll never be happy. I can hear somebody saying, Lord, is it I? Is it me? The fourth one is the power driven broker. They've got to take the lead. Because it's in them to show off their leadership skills. That they know how to plan, organize, lead, and schedule. And they want opportunity to show their skills. Misinformed churches will kill the achiever will destroy the recognitionist, will stop the affiliationist, and prevent the power from working. This pastors don't. This pastor feed the flame. Fan the flame. Because when it all works together, the gates of hell cannot prevail against what they plan on doing. Won't be the church who don't have achievers on their seats. Won't be the church who have people don't care if they recognize it or not. And won't be the church who doesn't have people who feel like they should be a part of what's going on. And won't be the church put up some power brokers your eyes. You see, God wants this church, every member, to be themselves, release their energy, display their gifts, utilize their talents, perform faithfully, and behavior courageously. Let us stand. And when you do it all your might, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your spirit, God going to give you a pat on the back and say, well done. Well done. You are worthy of the victor's crown. I want you to put on the winner's gown. I want you to sit in the uppermost seat. I want you to enter our Hall of Fame. I want you to wear the badge of honor. And I want you to hear those famous words, Well done. I want to show some of the kids here. 
Friend of my friend, come here. Come here. This is all an example, okay? This is not true, okay? Now, is is a person with a boy right here? If I tell him every day, you're a dumb boy, you're dumb, you're dumb, you're dumb. You know, I'm I'm destroying him, I'm hurting him. I'm mentally preparing him for defeat. But if I say to him, man, you're a great man. You're wonderful. Awesome. Fantastic. Like what you do. You're a champion. It's going to happen? Go be a champion. You believe that? You're going to be a champion? Thank you, sir. My wife and I sat down, and this English bloke came up. He said, where are you guys from? I knew, I knew he's English. I could tell by his, his accent. But we started talking, and he was talking. And we started dialoguing, obviously, personal questions. And then he said, I said, what's your profession? He said, so what's your profession? I said, I'm a preacher. He said, oh, my God. <laughs> what I was say, oh my God. And then he grew up in the Catholic Church. Trained in a convent, went to Cambridge University and all that stuff. He was a lawyer. And such like. He said, he said, My parents always want me to be a doctor. Something like that, right? Or of some sort. And I want to be this. And and he's talking, right? But basically Whatever he turned out to be, it, 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 he was groomed. And church preaching, grooming you. If you follow this church teaching, you won't be in debt for long. You won't be discontent for long. You won't live a life of discouragement for long. And you're going to be long discontented because the whole purpose of this church is to get you on up the potter's wheel. And it doesn't matter how you come in. My Lord, Jesus has a better plan. Hallelujah. I mean, every person I've met in my life in the last few years have shown me areas of greatness of God. They have pushed me out of the unbeliever's room into I can do all things now. Now, this kind of preaching bothers some people. But I, I don't care what they bother about. That's their problem. You want to hang down there, that's your problem. But I'm going to tell you, I believe God can't. And I have a right, I have a right to brag on what God does in my life. If you don't like it, it's your problem. But I want to tell you, God gave me a, a reason to testify. And my job is to testify. Amen. It's, hey, look, it's not that we're rich. We're rich what? We got privileges. And you have. And a lady was sick. Went to the hospital. Well, her house was closed down. She got a brain disease. Is that right, Sydney? Went in there. 
and went to pray for her. Went to finish praying. Her eyes just opened right up. And she only remained there for observation for a few days. That is divine. So if you can't wait to get out of church, you have a problem, honey. If you want to buckle and pass, my friend, you won't want to leave. Hello? With those nine restaurants, I don't want to leave. I want to eat and sleep. Eat it off and then go to the next one. Sleep again. Eat it off and just go out to all get all nine of them. We don't have a church. After I've been there long enough, my eye got adjusted to the beauty. And the awesomeness dropped off. But the Lord Jesus Christ have another level to take you. God won't take this church to another level. Now church, whether this church is full or empty, I don't care what you think. I don't want to think. I know God is able. And I know God has purposed to make things happen. And they're going to happen. And I have a word for 2014. We're going to be better off than we were this year. I told somebody at a dream, I said, I don't want to tell the dream too much. Because, you know, God said, nobody knows the day or the hour. But in my dream, this guy, two men came by and was telling me how soon God's going to come. And, and, and they gave me kind of in, an, an instance. I said, it's immediate, almost within four years. And I thought, I said, man, I already did it a long time ago. He said, how do, you, how do you know that? How, how do you know it's going to come that soon? He said, how would you know? Who would have told you? I said, I know from the scripture. He said, well, what do you know? I said, you know what I know. God said, and in 48, Israel will become a nation by the teaching. And 70 years, a generation is going to go by. And when that goes by, then he's going to show up. I said, wow, wow, that's interesting. How do you know that? This is the book. If church, 2014, then four more years, 2018. You know, my friend told me, God told him, he, he said, look, boy, he just blew, blew up my feet. He said, look, God showed me either Ezekiel or one of the scriptures and put his name in there. Put his name in there. I said, hurry up, hurry up. Get this job done. I want to have a guest over with and move fast. The island has no one in this church. And God said, I put you over this nation. There were politicians in this meeting. He knows more people than they can think of. And you know now? He was born there, but grew up somewhere else. And if he wasn't born there, he couldn't stay there. But God positioned him by birth. And brother is working for slight years. He is over the entire island for telecommunication. Gave his phone with unlimited use. We, we went with him by boat all across where he goes. He's, he's a troubleshooting guy. You see, God doesn't choose lazy people. 
the job you have, find out why God gave that profession. Find out why God stick you in that realm of world system. Because they found out that they must, and they got their own school. Hello? God stuck you there. And then He calls you out. Whatever your profession is, God let you win through all that. And I said, now, come in the church. I'm going to turn you loose. Become my hero. And use it for my cause. Can you lift up God's, your hand to God and say, thank you? Say, here I am, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. 